Welcome to the Movement Made Better podcast, powered by Stick Mobility. We are your hosts, Dennis Dunphy and Neil Valera. Hello and welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Movement Made Better podcast. Very first thing we should do is uh, tell people what Stick Mobility is, because it's pretty new. Not a lot of people know what it is that we bring to the table uh, as far as the fitness and health community. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with Stick Mobility, it's a whole training system, but it's designed around a, a tool, a stick, but the stick is specialized. It's strong and it's flexible. When you see us, um, Neil or myself or any of our coaches or anyone using the stick uh, in video content or in photos, always understand that we're always activating tissues. So we're actively pushing, pulling with any part of our body to add that energy to the kinetic chain. So we don't want to be passive. We want to make sure that we're owning that range of motion. So what we did was we designed the system to be scalable so that anyone could use it, whether it's for rehab or all the way up to high performance training. Um, so the stick gives us stability. So for people that have, say it's bad balance or they have bad control of their joints, what we're doing is we're, we're using it as a, almost as a prop. Um, and by applying tension, it gives us more motor control. And for us, uh, especially getting feedback from people that have already, already had the ability to use the system is to get that feedback from people that regardless of skill level or age, they still can use it in regressed or progressed methods, right? Yeah. So why a stick? Well, a stick, it gives us a lot of leverage. Um, so if you think about movement, um, what happens is, you know, our body's making shapes. We need to get into these different positions. So with the stick, we can get into different positions, but by pushing into it, we can create strength while we're in these different ranges of motion. And what I think is incredible is, is when you're using the stick to feel that connection, especially from the upper and lower extremities. Because as you and I know from our years in the industry is seeing that inability for people to connect the upper and lower extremities. We see ribs that they don't know how to control their ribs and then they start to go way too much into the lumbar spine, right? So to give them that ability and the feedback, that kinesthetic awareness of what they need to be accessing and what it should feel like, first of all, right? Yeah. Because we know as coaches... We expect our clients to, to grasp what we're trying to tell them, but telling them and getting them to feel it are two completely different things. So if we give them that ability to get that kinesthetic awareness and that feedback, much different. And with our stick, we design it to be flexible and strong because if you think about the way the body moves and bends, we need to be able, the stick needs to be able to either bend around us depending on the position we're getting into or bend with us. So we can create strength in these weird positions, Very just true. like life. Yeah, the other thing that the stick gives you is it gives you a lot of feedback. So some people have poor coordination, and what we're trying to do is give people body awareness. Now, the stick, it gives you a, either a visual target or this kinesthetic feedback. So when I'm, when I'm gripping into the stick and, and pushing into the ground, instead of telling someone, hey, squeeze your abs, squeeze your glutes, right when they do this, it happens. So as a coach, it get it gets rid of a lot of cueing, which, you know, I think it's a better environment for a person to learn. Yeah, exactly. Very true. And if you're using the stick and you haven't gone through formal education with Neil or Neil or myself or one of our other master instructors or certified coaches, understand that the intent of the movement is always to move the body never to see how far you can flex the stick. That is a result of the movement. 
It's never the intent of the movement. And also from a safety standpoint, we always tell our coaches, we always tell our end users, make sure you're never taking anything to the point of pain, right? And we want to make sure that when you're using the stick and you're using the system, we want it to be adaptable. And if you're going into a position where it's painful and it's, and it's hurting, that's not adaptable. Your, your tissues are trying to survive that position. So we want to be able to down-regulate and, and self-limit. So if the, if the volume's too high, just turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah, because there's a big difference between pain and challenging. You know, we want to challenge your system so that your body adapts. But when, once we get into that pain threshold, then your body will kind of seize up and it's, it's not going to create the, you know, the benefit that we want to get out of it for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So talking a little more about how do we come about this, right? Well, almost six years ago now. Dennis, uh, Mitch, and myself, um, you know, we took a stick yoga course from Dr. Arthur Fagenholtz in Santa Cruz. And, you know, we're like, oh, wow, this is great. We could, you know, stretching with this tool. This is amazing. And, you know, we could just, the light bulb kind of went off. Yeah. In that first hour, we looked at each other and went, holy shit, like this, this is a thing, right? Well, and Dr. Arthur is a chiropractor. So he used the sticks and he was, he uses rattan sticks. And so rattan has a lot of inconsistencies to it, right? So the dimensions aren't always uniform. So that's why we started to go through different transitions of different sticks that we used until we came up with the current product that we use today. And so when we took the course, what we realized as strength and conditioning coaches, movement coaches, there's a lot of strength training, isometric strength training that, man, he was just missing out on. And so we did. We said something to him. Said, "Hey, you know, you got a ton of strength attributes that you can bring into the system," and that just wasn't his thing. So from there, we told him. We said, "Hey, we want to create a system. We're going to throw a lot more strength training component into it because that's where you make the biggest changes. When you understand what it is we're teaching, man, everybody that goes through our course always says the same thing. That is a shitload of work, right? Yeah. We're like, man, that is I, that is way more strength training and feeling tissues that they haven't felt in a long time. Yeah. Right? So the strength training component is a massive part of what we teach. Um, so that's how we came up with the system. We literally came over the hill from Santa Cruz. San Jose is right over the hill. You take a little ride up 17. So I think on the way back, we were talking about it, and then Neil said, stick mobility. And as we're driving, I literally went, buy it, buy it, get on, go, Daddy, let's go, let's go. And so Neil's like, done. And that was literally how it started, right? Pretty and much, was, man. Pretty and much then we it. started running classes. You know, we went through, let's see, we started with some some dowels, and we went to PVC, but then we figured out PVC's, it bends, but it's too brittle. So, you know, we partnered up with uh, one of my clients and we're like you know what we need to we need to develop a a better stick something that's going to suit our system and that's what we have now yep and so we took about a little over a year to work on the system the three components uh the three components of what we teach number one joint by joint mobilizations number two our strength training component and then third the last thing is our fascial stretching right uh, or fascial mobility, increasing fascial mobility. So those are the three segments that we started to develop. And then in May of 2015 is when we launched our very first social media post. And from there, we had very little expectation of where this was going to go. I mean, when we started, what did we say? We're like, oh, we're going to teach classes. We're going to help our clients. Right? We're going to help, 
you know, as many people as we can move better and feel yeah. better and, and get better at their sport, at their whatever they want to do in life. Right. And But we were thinking more just localized. Yeah, just local. You know, people that we get a hold of, people that have been referred to us. That was our thing, right? And then all of a sudden we started posting on social media and um, way more attention than we ever expected. So thanks to you guys out there in listener country, you guys are the ones that have taken us to the positions that we're at. So we're very grateful for that, and we can't thank you guys enough for that. This has gone way beyond our expectations. Well, just from those posts, uh, you know, not long after, uh, Chip Morton from the the Bengals reached out to us. He saw posts and said, hey, I like what you guys are doing. Um, Would you guys want to meet up? That was another oh shit moment. Like when that happened, when we got the first message, I was like, what? I was like, you will not believe who just messaged us, right? And so, yeah, he we met him uh, when the Bengals were playing the Niners. Yep. Uh, and it was in December. We had a little, you know, kind of two-hour visit to show him what we do. And he's like, I love it. You guys have a certification? We like, said, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, mm, but we kind of no. had, had a system together, but we didn't have anything down in a manual on paper. Yeah. And then the three of us got together and we just – we're like, all right, let's let's do this. Let's let's put it down and because Chip said he goes develop one. Yeah, and I want to challenge us right on the spot. He said develop one. He said develop a system, and I want first crack. And that's what we did. We developed the program, developed the certification, and Chip and his staff were the very first people that we taught. And uh, it's grown since then. You know, he it's and it's. The, the network of coaches and the word of mouth that really allowed us to start to really grow where Chip was telling other people. And then the very first certification that we held, I mean, we had people, two guys fly in from South Korea. And then we had someone from Germany. Germany, yeah. And then to get Dr. Meyer from USC down in L.A. was massive. That was a huge boon for us. I mean, if you don't know who Dr. John Meyer is, the physical therapist, he's the man. He's free. Yeah, he's helped us out a ton. When he signed up for that class, we were intimidated as hell. We were all like, oh, you know, because we're coaches, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not clinicians. So we're thinking here we have a clinician, a high level, a very high level clinician that's got a ton of pull in the industry, in the medical world, right? And so when he came to the class, we're kind of nervous because we're looking to see what he's thinking, right? And it's, he's hard to, because he doesn't give too much away facially, right? And so then uh, at the end of the second day, when we got done with the classes, when he's like, I love it, it's fantastic. And uh, he's like, I'm going to keep you guys busy. And uh, he has. He's, he's helped us out a lot. So, you know, it's, it's like anything. If, it's not just what you know, but who you know and, and who can help you out to, to develop and grow, uh, whether it's your business or whether it's you yourself personally. So that's a little background on, on how Stick Mobility started. Neil, we want to tell the listeners a little about yourself personally, how you got started in the industry. Yeah, so I got started in 2007. Um, you know, I graduated from school in 2006, and I didn't even think about becoming a trainer. You know, it was I wanted to be a pro golfer. You know, so growing up, man, I was I was super active, played a bunch of sports, got into golf, and then got pretty good, good enough to get a scholarship. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a pro golfer. I'm going to go do this. <laughs> nice. And, yeah. uh, you know, I found out pretty quick, like, well, this is, this is pretty hard. Um, but I've always kind of followed my passions. And one thing I've always done is 
I've always liked to train. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's my, so my older brother, he's 12 years older than me and he's gotten me into all kinds of activities, but he was a huge Bruce Lee fan, massive. So I was watching all kinds of Bruce Lee movies, every kind of action movie since I was four or five years old. I and mean, I was watching Terminator at five years old. Oh, nice. I don't know, if, nice, I don't know nice. if that's good for you or no, not. No, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Of, man, it's, of course. Van Damme movies, Sylvester Stallone movies. Oh, it's a staple. Yeah, so I think training was kind of just embedded in my brain from an early age. Um, and then you know, in high school, I mean, my, actually, my, my really good friend, Chris, who's actually helping us produce this podcast right now, um, we would we'd work out all the time. And then in college... Like, you know, I really want to I want to start training for golf and get better at it. And a, a buddy of ours introduced me to kettlebells. Uh, so I started ke- doing kettlebell training in 2002 or three when no one had ever heard of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I, followed, I followed Pavel. You know, he was a big inspiration. And then in 2007, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to play pro golf. So and I don't want to sit behind a desk. So why don't I try to turn my passion into a career? So I got my certification, and then I signed up for an RKC and another kettlebell certification, um, and then went got a job at Bally's, figured out for a year, worked there for a year, got a bunch of clients, and was like, you know what, this this whole corporate gym thing isn't for me, uh, and then moved on from there. In 2008, I just went out on my own, just took the risk, and luckily all my clients came with me, you know, I started at a little studio, and so I think I went to one studio, then went to another, and then that's where I met Dennis. Yeah, um, so we yeah, met. Yeah, so 2009. So 2009 is when we met. Yep. We started working out of the same facility. So we're going on a little over 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we met. Uh, and we pretty much, yeah, we bonded just because of our training. We like-mindedness as far as, okay, you know, uh, we need to be able to systemically build strength from top to bottom. Everything should be connected. Uh, we don't want just isolation separated by itself. So, it, and we started going to the same classes. Yeah. Uh, so and it was always kind of like a health first approach. Right. Exactly. So we wanted. We typically took take a. We took a that holistic, if you want to call it that, the holistic approach to overall health. So. Um, yeah, and that's so that's been all going on yeah, a little over ten years. years now. Yeah, time flies by, huh? It goes by very fast. So, uh, and that's the thing. So that's where we met, and that's how we developed our relationship. And so then that grew into stick mobility. Um, so myself personally, I I've been in the industry a little over twenty years. Uh, when I first started, I was very much a uh, meathead. Uh, still love to do that meathead type stuff. I just don't do it anywhere near to the level that I used to. Uh, so when I was younger growing up, I wanted to be on stage. Like I wanted to be Franco Colombo. You know, I wanted to be that short little muscular dude that could get on stage and, and li- not only look aesthetically pleasing, but be strong as hell too. Right. So, uh, rest in peace, Franco. Uh, but you watch videos of him picking up cars and deadlifting 600 pounds with no straps, right? No wrist straps. I mean, just pure butt strength, right? Yeah, I think you showed me that video the other day, man. Right? Yeah. And it's just phenomenal when you see this, right? I mean, today we're so dependent on all these little different 
gadgets and gizmos to help us make us stronger. But you look back at Franco and, and Arnold working out back in the day, their strength, right? I mean, lifting 600 pounds with no wrist straps and no grip help, I mean, that's pure butt strength, right? And so then um, I just got to the point where I was just in my early 30s. I didn't, I honestly, I didn't have the, what I thought I had as far as wanting to get on stage. I wasn't willing to take those necessary steps. And for those in the industry that know what those steps are, they weren't my choices, right? So I wasn't willing to go down that, that rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh, and so then my mentality, especially with personal injuries, uh, my mentality started to change as far as, okay, there's gotta be something a little bit different that we, that needs to be done here for me to stay physically relevant long-term. And so that's when you, the way I looked at myself personally started change and then transferring that into how I view my training with my clientele. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I typically work with 40 and over clientele. Uh, Neil, you like to work with? It's yeah. pretty close to the same, maybe 30 plus. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot of golfers. A lot of know, golfers. A lot of, um, yeah, people that are traveling quite a bit, business owners. Because those guys get beat up. busy. Yeah, yeah, they get beat up. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, if you travel a lot, you know, it's especially as we get older, traveling is not all that easy, man. It is hard on the body. So for us to be able to give something to the industry and to the general public that is going to help benefit them and, and just simply just make them feel better and move better, uh, for us, that's, that's our legacy, and, that, and that's fantastic for us. So thank you again for joining us for our very first episode. Uh, this is going to be just an awesome journey to go through. Uh, and when we, what we want to do is we want to end with our final thoughts after each episode. Uh, so my fin- my very first final thought at the end of episode one is Avengers Endgame. All my Marvel fans out there, this movie needs to be nominated for Best Picture of the Year. We've had 10 years of this buildup, and they delivered. I mean, they hit a grand slam. So anyone has any contacts to the Academy, you guys need to make sure this movie gets nominated for best picture of the year if it doesn't someone's going to get choked out yeah so if you guys don't know dennis and i are you know big comic book guys but dennis is on a whole nother level here i mean he's oh there's a lot yeah, he but... he knows how much everyone squats and deadlifts oh he's, i do know oh, stop stop the, well you know well because you're i have my own character who demolition man so if you guys google dennis dunphy marvel you'll see me it's I'm I'm not although I'm not Asian I'm redheaded, yeah pale little redhead dude, Dennis Dunphy demolition, demolition man. man he actually takes uh, he rips off Daredevil's logo with Wolverine's original uh, tan and yellow uh, X Men costume, so yeah it's a unique character unique I don't admit that too much but yeah he's a unique character but I do have my own yeah. Marvel character yeah. man. Well, if you guys want a really good superhero show, um, I just checked out this show. It's called The Boys. It's on Amazon Prime, and it, it's really cool. It's a whole different spin on what what superheroes are like. It is the best show out right now, but be warned, this is not a family show. Definitely not. Not a family show. You'll know in the first, what, <laughs> Five minute? minutes. Five minutes, five, yeah. First five minutes, you'll be like, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, okay. Put the kids to bed. This is not a show for them. 
Uh, so super excited. They've already greenlit season two. I think they've. I think they filmed it filmed already. It already. Yeah, it's yeah. all done. So it's. So. I mean, if you have Amazon Prime, you need to check it out. It's uh, the boys, and uh, and what's interesting in our industry, there are a lot of comic book people in our industry. Yeah, I think so, man. There's just you know you're trying to level up basically yeah. when you're training. So. It's pretty funny. I you know what's in inter- comic book, anime, oh. action movies. It's just here's a perfect that's where thing. It's at. This is. I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Tom Myers last year in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, he's the author of Anatomy Trains. And so we were taking a photo together, and uh, he saw the my phone cover. He's like, who's that on your phone cover? And I'm like, oh, that's The Flash. And he goes, it should be Deadpool. And I was like, you like Deadpool? He goes, I, lo- I love Deadpool. I was like, oh, dude, are you serious? We gave each other a high five. I was like, holy shit. Dr. Thomas Tom Myers loves Deadpool. That just gives me a whole different insight to who he is because we all know the humor that Deadpool has, right? Oh, that's so great. It's it's so off the wall. It's dark. So that for me was just an awesome experience right there to 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 share with Dr. Myers. So I thought that was fantastic. But yeah, in our industry, we have a lot of comic book fans, a lot of them. So I think a lot of us uh because I think a lot of us just started out and we wanted to, it's like Neil said a little earlier, we, we just spent our life trying to level up. And so these characters are characters that we thought highly of and we're trying to level up, right? Yeah, they do stuff you'd want to be able to do. Yeah, right? exactly. So thank you again and uh, check us out on episode two. 